that's a good thing. Yeah, yeah. Check, check, check. Mic check. One, two, one, two. I want some money. (laughs) 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 And I got to sit here and think of something. You were, um, you retired. Well, yeah, I did that. You've been going to, you in, in, in the mountain. All right. Where's my sound go? All right, you ready? Mm-hmm. All right. All right, mic check, mic check. More than Masters podcast. I was made of course. I'm back in the episode of More Than a Masters. Um, I got a special guest across from me, Miss <laughs> Karen Gordon. How you doing? I am wonderful. And, and, and as always, she brought a friend, Miss Judith. How you doing? Doing well. Thank doing well. you. Uh, I guess I won't be rude. Like, let's start with you. Like, uh, just tell me uh, how you know Karen and um, her coolness. Talk about that real quick. Well, the, the coolness interrupted my life probably 15 years ago. Mm. I think so, yeah. Yeah, I just, yeah. just saw her. She fell in love with me. I fell in love with her. <laughs> and we became sisters. There you go. <laughs> and um, I worked a lot with her with uh, Garden City Jazz. Okay. All, I fell in love with that. And, you know, we were all over the CSRA Chasing jazz dreams. Mm. I, I do got a, a funny question though. I had to ask this question now. You said that you brought it up. Mm. Uh, have you ever heard uh, Miss Karen Gordon sing? Have I heard her yeah. sing? But of course. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, and I love to hear her sing. She doesn't sing enough for me. Oh, okay. Well, I'm glad you said that because uh, somebody yeah. asked me. I said, "Well, she a musician. She sings. Like she sings." So yeah, I mean, plays the. Stuff said, out of a piano, too. That's what they said. They said, I see her play piano. I said, when I go to her events, she walked the room. I don't know. I don't see her sing. I said, well, she passed that now. She'd be booking other people and stuff like that. So yeah, she, right. you got to get back out there and start singing, Miss right. Karen. It's, very, it's above me now. She yeah, makes you, us she miss She's too cool her. to sing now. This is crazy. See what happens? She mm-hmm. makes the world miss her. I like that sort of kind of, <laughs> but not really. <laughs> you got any footage of you singing at all or anything like that? I have some. I'll Would you like my you. iPhone? I can give it to you. No. Yeah, please. <laughs> Just Bluetooth it over or something like that. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. cool with that. Yeah. I have never heard her sing, so I, I know I mean, she can. I can look at her and tell she can sing. You know? But I, 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 I've talked to people, yeah. She has the sexiest voice I do ever. This, this is what Karen does. Like when she comes in and, and she she is very, she don't want the spotlight on her per se. Like she'll bring somebody else to put you in the spotlight. She's done it with me. I've seen mm-hmm. it all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. She'll bring somebody on, you know, all the time she, she does that. So. Um, singing, I haven't heard her sing, but I heard A.E. sing all the time. So, you know, I guess that's the constellation for not hearing her sing. I've, I've heard yeah. A.E. sing a million times. A.E. A. <laughs> in the building. That's who you need to hear is A.E. A.E. Oh. So, um, before we get into what I want to get into um, later on, uh, let's talk about, because we, we haven't spoken in a little minute, right? like on, a, on camera at least, you know, yeah. on, on a podcast. But the I last one you did was really, really good. People loved it. I think, um, what were we, t- I guess we were talking about UPW then? Just regular, no, UPW was, we did two. We did UPW, that was one. Then the next yeah. one we did, you just was being cool. We, we oh. had the light off, it was the, just the light on you in a dark room, and we were just talking about everything. About almost two hours, just talked. Oh, okay. Downtown, uptown, back oh, in the days, yeah, future. It's a good podcast, yeah. We did talk about a whole bunch of things. Just, we're just talking, just, it was great. Everybody yeah. loved it, though. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Um... Man, it's been a it's been an interesting year. Um, this you know, twenty twenty three has has been twenty twenty three ing. 
Um, but we've we've um, we still we're still working through it. We're we're still making magic mm-hmm. happen. Um, in in the metropolis of South Augusta, I'm very excited to be um, here. You know, uh, in the community, that kind of thing. I got my you know goat babies. I had we had five goats born in February. And um, when do I, I'm sorry when, when you started when you started dealing with goats though? Um, in twenty the animal, not not me, the animal. When you started <laughs> dealing with goats, <laughs> it was in the summer of twenty twenty one. Okay. When we started. Oh, okay, okay. Like yeah. COVID, I guess, right? Around that time. It was, so, and so during COVID, we started to really shift toward because there was no music happening. It's, it's COVID's fault that you haven't heard me sing. That's what it is. Okay. Um, we'll go with that. Shifted from music to farming and agriculture and that kind of thing. And um, I met this young lady at one of our farmer's market events. Um, and she, uh, she, I was doing a plant swap or something like that. I was selling vegetables and I, had a, I was doing a plant swap, but I didn't have no plants. So she came to swap plants. And so we talked for a minute and she told me that she got goats and chickens and cows and all that. So we kind of started, we connected, and I was curious. I was goat curious. <laughs> and I started with two. Uh, I met her on Juneteenth, uh, 2021. Um, I started with two, and then Kig and I got 10 goats together, and um, then we split them between his Somehow, some way, I knew Kig had something to do with this story. Has, I don't know what it was. I, I was waiting for <laughs> Kig to enter the story. I just knew somehow, some way, he had something to do with this. Yeah, yeah. so he's, um, so we started, we started that way. Uh, matter of fact, some of the goats that we got were pregnant. So we had more goats. Mm. And it just kind of took off from there. So now I've got um, 14. Uh, and he has 17. Is that where you be at when you be live sometimes? You be with the goats? That's, that's where you be at? Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought you were still uh, slinging vegetables. I thought you was oh, doing yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I, mm, I don't do very well with, with the vegetable part. So I've really been, really been focusing on like edible landscaping, you know, food deserts, all that kind of stuff. But, but like what, what got you into that, that part like agriculture? Because that wasn't something I'd known you to be doing. Until COVID happened. Yeah, a friend of mine, Car- uh, Carla Walker, she roped me into this whole thing. She has been working with uh, Augusta Locally Grown and doing some um, growing uh, in Harrisburg. Mm-hmm. And we hooked up when she moved. When I moved to South Augusta, we hooked up, started going to um, community meetings. And um, we wanted to do a thing together, and so I wanted to do a series of concerts on Black-owned farmland, and uh, we we um, did a pitch for a grant, and it was her thing, right, because this is what she does, um, and then she got sick, so she couldn't complete the project, and so I took it on. Mm. Okay. I think oh. she tricked me. She tricked me. Probably so, but then, I mean, you probably just... You be in everything, Miss Karen. I don't know, like you do it. You do it all. You you kind of be a part of every single thing. Yeah, busy Arts, body. music, everything except sports. You just I know right, you. Yeah, I'm not touching the sports, but yeah. <laughs> I, I sometimes <laughs> <laughs> I had to test Karen one time because I had like four or five sports episodes back to back. I said I'm coming to the arts. I promise. I just I just need to get these sports ones off, and uh-huh. 
I got to write. I'll be in the arts. I'll be in my arts bag a lot. Just because yeah. I know she watching. I know she real big on arts. Yeah. I ain't going to say you're anti-sports. You're pro-arts. I'm pro-arts. That's what it is. That's what what you say now when you, you know, you say pro and you just (laughs) just go I like that. That's what it is. That's cool. Okay, but with the agriculture and and on the goats and stuff. So I see you say be fighting with them. What does that mean when you say you're fighting with the goats? Okay, so it means I'm literally fighting with them. So, um... They're, You're not fighting the goats, though. Well, I'm trying to get them to do what I need for them to do, and they're stubborn, uh, so they don't want to do that. So um, I remember I did say I, like, I lost a fight. <laughs> I lost a fight with one goat, or you know, it was actually two goats that I lost a fight with. But when the, um, when, the, when the ladies are in heat, then the guys are trying to get to them, and they don't care who is there or whatever. They're going <laughs> to... They're going to take some people out. And I'm usually <laughs> that person to, um, I mean, I think I've, I've uh, fallen, been, you know, they've been dragged a couple times. But it's, you know. Oh, man. We got to get footage out there. Get some footage oh, yeah. out there, man. No, that would be uh-uh. great. You don't want that. You don't, you don't want no parts of that there, right there. There's a, there, it's a guy I know. Um, he went, he, he was younger than me, but. He got chased by a goat, and that video, that video went viral. It's from it was in Augusta. I saw it. It was yeah. on Brown Road. Yes, down there. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 <laughs> That's they, why. Yeah. Um, and and most of my all except for one of my goats are hanging out over at Brandy's place. She's got a farm on a, on Brown, and she let me know um, last week. I saw her last week, and she she let me know that that our goats were fighting in the middle of Brown Road. Oh wow! And she was like. Do you know the names of the goats? Like, you know each one by name? Like, mm-hmm. and how can you tell them apart? You paint on them or their I, name um, tags, chains? The collars. I put collars on them. So Like a color? or a col- uh, Yeah. Okay. So when we got the, when we first got them, we, I named them after the color of their collar. So. Blue. Blue, yellow, orange, gray. I could deal with that. Um, yeah. uh, pink. Gray, stop. I could see that. Gray. Yeah. 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 So. Okay, that makes sense. So, so they, they, they names are colors. Mm-hmm. Okay, well that's 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 fairly simple. Okay, yeah. fourteen ghosts is a lot. The names to remember. Yeah, yeah, and we couldn't. You know, we all, we got them all at once, and I was holding on to uh, the ten until Kay's parents. They're at his parents' house. They got their fencing and everything together, and so it was. It was we would joke about, hey, you need to come over here and pay your child support for these babies over here because <laughs> I need for you to take. It. I'm like, bro. <laughs> I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> Absolutely no idea. Well, well, well I, I know uh, one thing you do know when you're doing it is uh, event planning, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't, I didn't get a chance to come this year. That was a lot going on. But Austin Hearts, oh, how yeah. was that this year? It was good. Um, it was, let me see. Was it better than last year? I think, I think. It, it was, um, no. I had a time last year. I'm not going to lie. I don't know if that was the best one ever. I, I can't call it, but I just felt like the atmosphere, the the band yeah. I saw, which I still haven't got a podcast with them, but I'm going to get it one day. I promise. Okay. I'm, that's, your, that's my gift to you. I'm going to do them at some point. You just got to okay. get it right. But yeah, it was. I went twice in a day and it was phenomenal both times. Mm-hmm. Only thing I like with the food weight. The weight for the food was just insane. But other than that, it was, it was yeah. great. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It is. Um, yeah. This was, this, I think last year was better because. Because uh, I had to 
work really hard last year. Um, and I worked on it for a long time. Mm. I was really intentional with who I talked to last year. This this year, not so much. It was it was a lot a lot going on. So I was like, let me just go ahead and do this thing, and get it done. Um, but it was it was cool. I I attempted to um, spend more time exploring the festival, and I I did I did do that. So that was a good thing. But. Um, well, that's, that's funny you said that because I had uh, Trues on and he mentioned that you had uh, told him that you were going to stop by the show and he said you spoke to him after the show. It meant a lot to him that you, that you actually watched and, and, and saw him. So thank God you did oh. that because you know, oh. you know how oh. Trues gets sometimes. So yeah, just you doing that meant a lot to him. I can tell how he spoke about it even after we stopped filming. Yeah. Just speaking about it. So oh, that's cool. I, I get the picture. She, she came and watched the show. I got you. I got you. I got you. <laughs> that's awesome. So, I was oh. excited for him. Uh, it was really cool. Yeah, and then like I said, you know, uh, with with the arts and you care about the art community so much, and the people in the arts community, um, even him, the year before, they had a kind of trying year. It just like every time he talked, it just was the wrong thing, you know. Right. <laughs> you know yeah. Saying? So um, to have that two-hour conversation with him and people like it, and and he get a lot of love he getting now. I'm happy for him that happened yeah. that way. So yeah. Um, he uh, he was on the on the big big stage. Okay. On the yeah. stage, he did had a, a band. He did a hip hop set with with a with a live band, which is something that yeah. has not happened at the festival before at all. Nice. And um, it was it was really good. I was I was super proud of him. You know. Yeah, me too. And and he, um, that's that's what he's hanging hat on right now. That the fact that you know it was a band, and he, I don't think he's going back to that. Just throw the yeah. beat on and hands up and down. He ain't doing that. He likes I the watched, band. He likes that. Yeah. He likes that. I watched it. It was it was two hours and two I know. and a half hours. Long time. Yeah. Okay. I was like, okay, this is gonna be good. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I worked ten hours that day, so I went I went there from work. <laughs> I was thinking ninety minutes, right? But yeah. after the first ten I said, You ain't gonna get ninety minutes. You could just tell you could tell when somebody wants to get stuff off their chest and stuff yeah. like that. So Yeah. Um but speaking of like uh, just years, um, like and I don't mind like kind of diving into, but um, yeah, this year hasn't been I guess the the best year so far I guess for you. Uh, maybe it has. I don't know how you would how you would gauge it. Just a it's trying been, year. It's it's been a challenge. It, it's uh, it it has been a challenge for the family. We lost my mother. Um, <laughs> in May. Um, suddenly, she passed away suddenly. She had gallbladder cancer. It was that was that was difficult because um, we didn't see it we didn't see it coming, right? And we felt powerless because there wasn't anything we could do, you know. Understood. So you know that was that was that. Um, she, uh, yeah, she she was our she was our everything. You know, I got five siblings, three boys and three girls. We were um, we're really close, and we pulled together even closer when she was ill. Um, and we're you know we're working, we still we're still working through yeah. you know yeah. um, trying to figure out just just trying to figure it out, you know. That was one thing I noticed. Like um, of course we all sit back, we watch, and you know, and, and honestly when somebody when something like that happens, it's hard for me to reach out to somebody. I don't know what to say, yeah. and I don't want to sound like anybody else. So a lot of trying to watch from a distance, but I also watch you. You kind of still moved you just, kept, you just kept going you know it seemed yeah. like yeah i think it was it was easy it was easier to, to to work you know i enjoy working um i enjoy being busy um and we just you know we had 
you know, but between the six of us, we, we, we had each other, right? So it wasn't like just one or two people who were, who were doing all of the work or who are handling everything. So we, um, we, it, was, it was a way to take my mind off of things, although I know I got to deal with it, right? Mm-hmm. And I thought I had time to, like, deal with it and just, just, you know, take my time, go through these however many stages of grief there are. Yeah, so it's it's been a it's been a journey. It's yeah, been a journey. yeah. Um, was and I don't know if that was the first time. I I, don't, I know for me, I only did it once. I don't know even for you. That was your first time experiencing like uh some like that great of a loss or that. Yeah, yeah. My um father passed uh, in ninety seven. Ninety seven. We weren't close, but I we we became close um, towards the end of his life. Um, he was a musician, mm. you know, that's where we get our musical talent from. Um, but we didn't, we didn't grow up with him in our lives. So he, he, he came, he came to us, uh, towards the end. So when he passed, um, it was, it was sad, but I, you know, I didn't have a relationship with him like that. You know, you can interview somebody 10 times and you just feel like sometimes they just throw something new out there. I did not know that. And if you said it before, I don't remember you ever saying that before. I don't think I have. Yeah, it's the first time. You spoke about having a dad, but you didn't say that that, that part. Was, yeah. You yeah. know something every time somebody speak. Uh, yeah. When he came back, like, what, 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 was your, what was your feelings like him coming back? Were you happy? Sad? Acceptive? I was, um, it, was, it was weird because, oh my goodness. My mother, my mother raised us, right? Almost uh, not single-handedly because we had a stepdad for a while uh, who was actually ill at that time as well. Uh, shortly thereafter, she, um, when he came back, he, he, had, he had throat cancer. And so he was going to, he was getting radiation treatment at MCG. So while he was doing that, he moved in with my brother, Wycliffe. And when Wycliffe was on the road um, or unavailable, then I would take him to his appointments. And it was, it was weird because I'm like, I don't, I don't know this dude, right? Mm. You know, but he's my, he's my father. But my mother, um, she like, she, she, she helped us to take care of him. And I was, I couldn't, I couldn't understand that. I was like, this dude left us and been, been gone. And now he's he's ill and you're cooking for him, you know. You're and I was it was it was wild. I, I just couldn't understand it. That but that I guess to me that that speaks a lot to the type of person your mom was as well. Yeah, you know, like yeah, just not having no ill hatred, ill will. And if she did, didn't show it, but just you know, yeah. seeing somebody needed her and I'm gonna be there, yeah, regardless of what happened in the yeah. past. And she was a she was a care she was a caretaker. Um, she looked out for folks like um, it, we've noticed it, especially in her absence, that there are certain con- like conversations that she would have with each of us, or the relationship that she had with each of us. Now she's gone. Now we got to navigate our relationship to each other. Mm. And that's difficult. That is hard. I'm like, dude, I don't really like you all that much. <laughs> I was like, this is crazy. Um, so there's, you know, there's that whole, there's that aspect of it too. And I, I don't know if you're saying this, but I know like 
like everybody different, but when you got uh, multiple siblings and you got a mom, right? I do know that sometimes that mom serves as like a conduit to like y'all having conversations without having them. Yeah. So I just spoke about that when I did Ken's a little while ago. Like, yeah. My mom, like my 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 sister will call her. My mom might complain, right? Mm-hmm. About me, nothing I necessarily did, but right. she just ain't gonna say it to me, so she complained to my sister. Oh yeah. My sister called me. Yeah. And just go talk to your mom. Say sorry. Da, da, da. So it's like. And and then when I get my mom, I'm just I might text her and say, hey, um, you need something, da da da. But you fix stuff through other people. So she didn't tell me she had a problem, but to my sister she had a problem. So yeah. I just fixed it because I know she had a problem. Yeah. You know, yeah. and but, and mm-hmm. I guess now without that, do you have to speak more or? Yeah, we have to. Uh, we we do, and especially when it comes to like handling the affairs and everything like that, um, we. We we have what we call the uh, the girl you know, three girls and three boys. The sisters get together, the brothers get together. They have their, we have our own thing, and we do what we call a sister conference call um, periodically, just to kind of check in uh, with each other. We don't really talk as much to the brothers, but we have been since you know since mom since mama passed. We've been trying to trying to stick together. There was one thing she said. She wanted to make sure that we did, and that was stick together. I, I know I asked you when you first came here, but I have to ask again just to make sure I'm clear. So, because, and to me, I know you, so I'm not saying this to like discredit somebody else. Yeah. But I guess your brother, Wycliffe, your brother, uh-huh. that's that's the Gordon. That's like the popular one, I guess. Right, Wycliffe. So I'm thinking it's you the whole time, but you speak of him in ways, and I hear about him, and I see him all the time, and it's not see him, but yeah. pictures or that I hear him talk about him. I'm like, well, why not talk about Karen? Like, oh, but, yeah. I always, that. I always thought that. But <laughs> so that's, let me ask her real quick. But so that's the per, that's like that's like the the popular. Right. Like for me, like my He's, brother is, is the popular. I'm just, I'm just, yeah. I'm just Bobby. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's what it is. And and he's, um, I'm, I'm, um, more popular. That's your favorite word. Yeah. More popular like here, here in town. <laughs> but he's very well known all over the world. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So He's well known. Very well known. Gotcha. It's a difference, I guess. Popular yeah. and well known. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Which one would you take if you had to you have to pick? Which one you think I, is? I think it's. I think they're relative. I'm not sure. I don't know. I have to ask somebody that's well known. Yeah. I don't know. I, well I don't know how that feels either. He's. He's. Um. I mean, he's. He's. He's the bomb. You know. He's this amazing musician, teacher, composer, educator, songwriter. Um, multi-instrumentalist, uh, you know, all those things. Yeah. He's, he's pretty, he's pretty amazing. Yeah. You know, yeah, I am or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. I'll be seeing him everywhere. <laughs> so I can't. Yeah. I said, oh, that's, and I, whether it's a show or whether they talk about a show you have outside yeah. the city, country, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I just seen him in places that I know are important places. Yeah. And I've seen his picture there. I'm like, how did he get this? If, oh, yeah. Oh, Karen's a sister. <laughs> no, he's no, he's he's something serious. Yeah, yeah, nothing to mess with. Okay, I got yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, he is. That's cool. What's that like though? Like, what's, how's that being a the sister to a uh, uh, famous musician? Um, it's it's interesting. You know, when I started, uh, th- he's Cliff says this when he um when he's doing a show and he's introducing me or he's bringing me up to do a tune. Um, that for the longest time, um, wait a minute, make sure I get it right. He would, I, I was known as Wycliffe's sister for the longest time, forever. I mean, I used to, matter of fact, 
I, I introduced, I sent a text to somebody that, which said that, <laughs> uh, hey, this is Wycliffe's sister. <laughs> Can't escape it. <laughs> it was like, um, um, and now he's like, whenever he plays in town, you know, people refer to him as Karen's brother. So I like um, that full circle. But as far as you know, um, worldwide, he's a he's a, he's a number one trombone player in the world. He's he's won that consistently for about fifteen years or so. I didn't know that. Maybe you should tell him come and do the podcast. Just you okay. know, hook me up a little bit. You know, I don't okay, know. I got you. It'd be nice to have number one in the world. I mean, that's you know, can't beat that. I got you. I got you. Coming. I w- I would like to have uh, Karen's brother on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we gonna get we gonna get Karen's brother up in here. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so I want to kind of uh, jump jump over. Yeah. I, I'm gonna start with you, just talking to you if you if you're okay okay, with no that. Problem. Um, so, um, when Karen says she brings somebody on, I never asked who, and I feel like, yeah, it's Karen, you know, what can you do, right? She says she brings somebody, she brings somebody, right? Um, then, and she waited, let me tell you about Karen real quick, yeah, I got time. Let me tell you about, <laughs> she broke this up in pieces, so I never knew exactly what she wanted to talk about, what we were going to talk about, up until maybe 24, 30, 20, 30 hours ago, you know, like, sounds, I didn't know. Sounds very Karen-ish. Mm-hmm. You know what? It really does. <laughs> now I think about it. You know, and and and, I, when she, and so earlier when she texted me, so I sent her a little clip of something just just for her, yeah. and she said that's deep, right? Yeah. I said okay, well the clip was kind of deep because it was about her, and then when she started talking, what she talked to me about, I said okay, well that's deeper than what she was talking about, but it made sense why that was deep because uh, you know whenever we're gonna talk about we talking about. I'm assuming everything is more emotional now, maybe. I'm just assuming. I can't mm. speak on that, right? So if we can, before we get into her, uh, if we get into you, uh, to my knowledge, you are a two-time I am. breast cancer survivor. Yes. Now that's deep. That's deep. Very. <laughs> um, can you speak at all a little bit about just the first time? Let's, let's start there, like. And what, what was your mindset like? How did you find out? Like, that process. Okay. Uh, I was 44 years old at the time. No history of breast cancer in my family. Mm. Uh, routine mammogram. And I was shocked, um, to say the least, and scared. Uh, I was all over the place. Emotions. Um, just couldn't figure it out. Being that young at that time, you know, it's very important as a woman, you know, those ladies are very important to our being, <laughs> who we are, who you all love. Um, <laughs> <laughs> chill out. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, so it was, it was, it was a crazy time, but I'm very thankful uh, for all of it, because I'm still here, number one. Uh, I met a lot of people. A lot of people helped me. There were so many angels God placed around me. I'm not from this area. I'm from um, North Carolina, okay. but I lived here for 24 years. So it's like a second home. And um, I was just shocked. I, I didn't believe it. But, and then once the shock wore a little thinner, I felt like I need to fight for everything, you mm. know, just to stay alive, be around, enjoy 
my life. I wasn't ready to die. Uh, so I fought like hell. And with uh, God's help, I made it. Um, then it was weird because nine years, 11 months, came back again on the right side. I initially was on the left mm. and on the right. But, and then my instinct with that was the same. You know, I don't want to die. I want to stay here. So I'm going to do everything to, to remain here. When, when uh, the first time, uh, I want to talk about the, the, the fighting aspect of it. So I hear about it, you know, you, you see it, whether it's um, portrayed in movies or, you know, biographies or somebody speaking to, about it. But it's, I haven't ever seen it up person, up close in person, mm-hmm. but I've heard. And is it, I hear it's like it's, it's tiring. It's very tiring. Chemo, um, powerful drugs. It kills the bad cells. And it also kills the good cells that are fooling around with the bad cells. So I was nauseous a lot. Um, the other thing I had to do was losing my hair. Um, that was important to me as well as my ladies. But um, I can remember um, after the second dose treatment, uh, and they told me then, it's, it's, you know, that's when you start to lose your hair. And I did. And it was just hard to see it all out, come out, roll down the shower drain. Mm. So I went ahead and cut my hair and all off. And then I didn't like the way I looked. I was very emotional because I didn't have hair. And I thought I wasn't attractive. Mm. I had a husband at the time. And, you know, I just felt really awkward without it. So one day when I had taken a shower and most of my hair was gone, and I would always try to avoid mirrors. I'd get in the shower and I'd get out and I'd turn my back to the mirror because I didn't want to look at it. So one day I did that and then I went on the opposite side of the house and what did I run into? A mirror. Mm. And distinctly heard God say to me, do you want to stay here with no hair or do you want it flowing down your back and you're going to die? So I made a decision then that I wanted to live and I didn't want to die. And God replaced every hair on my head. And now I really don't even care about hair because I keep it cut short all the time now anyway. <laughs> yeah, right. Look at that. Yeah, so I had to deal with my, my vanity. <laughs> but it was okay. I, I came out okay. But, but, but that first time, and you, you, I know you, you talked about um, not wanting to look in the mirror. Um, I don't know if you know any, any other people that, 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 that's dealing with breast cancer or nothing like that, but uh, is that a major factor, like an insecurity with, with yourself? Like not even the health aspect of it. That's just the health aspect, but the emotional and mental aspect of it are like, I, I, I don't feel pretty anymore. Of course. I mean, we're women, you know. Your hair is a man's glory. You know, men love hair. <laughs> so that's that's what you think about but again at the the large scheme of it all it doesn't even matter about your hair if a person loves you they're gonna love you for who you are not your hair Mm -hmm. but when you're young you think about it I'm 62 years old now so it's like hair is the least I want to be healthy right Uh, if I could just go in a store or order it on Amazon you know, that's what what I'd buy. <laughs> uh, 
if you can't like so, all right, and and describe that time. Describe when you when you beat beat it the first time. Like, what was, what was that feeling like? Seven rounds of chemo. I'm sorry. When you say seven rounds of chemo, what does that mean? That, I know I, I know that, what a round, but like, what's like? Give me like a, a how long did that mean? What's a round? When you go in for your treatment, it's about three hours. Uh, depending on the type of cancer, the severity of the cancer, the staging of the cancer, mm. um, you that how, depends on the length of time that you'll have a treatment. One to three hours. Hmm. How it, often? Depending on the type of cancer, severity. So, the first time I was stage three, the second time I was stage one. The first time it would be about three hours for the infusion. They'll insert a port, which is um, a device where they won't have to stick your arm each time for blood and labs and the chemo itself. It's just easier if they connect the port to one of your your veins mm-hmm. so that the medicine can be distributed through your body. And that's deep. Yes, it's that's a lot. It's, <laughs> but the thing is, when you go in that room, everybody is dealing with the same thing. So you feel the connection of the people in the room. And I always had a prayer posse with me. You know, things are different now. You can't take a lot of people in the room, you know, COVID, germs, all these things. But um, at the time, you could take a lot of people in. And I always wanted somebody, some praying people with me mm-hmm. to help me. So, yeah. Um. So when 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 you hear okay, a, it, during this time, did, were you um optimistic that you would beat? Oh no doubt. I had some. I had days now. Don't get me wrong, because it had spread to my lymph nodes. I got that call. That wasn't easy, but um, I did because of, of the people that I had around me, surrounded myself with. Um, this is not a time for negativity or people to paint a picture of doom and gloom. Mm. When that comes by you, you say goodbye to it. You know, you got somewhere to go. You got something to do. You're not feeling well. You get off the phone. You stop text. You can block them now. <laughs> you, know? Yeah. You, don't, you don't. You just don't entertain it because you're so emotional. Those medicines make you so emotional. The least little thing. I'll tell you one thing someone, someone said to me. I'll never forget it. I don't like it, but I guess it stayed with me. And it's, it's ignorant, but it was truthful from them because they didn't know what else to say. Mm. And sometimes if you don't know what to say, just don't say anything. Mm. But um, when I lost all my hair before it started to come back, and, and, and a lot of people didn't know that I was sick. I wasn't ready to discuss it. You can't shut me up about it now. Because, <laughs> but at the time, I just wasn't ready. Close friends, family. And the person said to me, oh, you don't look like you have cancer. Well, what do you look like mm. when you have cancer? I'm not sure. They didn't mean any harm. I yeah. just didn't like it. And then I thought about it, and I was like, well, they didn't mean, you know, to be hurtful. Well, you know, it was hurtful because I'm not sure how you're supposed to look when you have it. But but you learn it when you're young. If you can't, if you don't, if you don't know what to say, don't say nothing at all. Of course. So of it's kind of like I get it. You know, they ignorant to what some. But then also, I think too, it's the ignorance of like they only going up what they see in movies. So if you're yeah, not crawling and you know got a walker, you ain't sick to them. 
And that's not, that's not fair. Yeah. I, I had a favorite nurse in chemo. Her name was Judy, too. Oh, nice. I, I, you know, when I go in there, you know, I want to be sharp looking, you know, dressed. You know, the first time I saw her, I had on these little pointy toe boots. <laughs> and um, she was very kind. And I said, hey, wait a minute. I said, look here, I'm going to tell you something. You hurt me. I'm going to kick you. <laughs> she was like, that's okay, because I bite. <laughs> she and I, she was the best friend to me, and I always ask for her when I go in the room. Mm-hmm. And I really loved her. She, she passed away. Mm-hmm. Her husband had bought her a motorcycle for her 50th birthday, and she had a horrible accident. Mm-hmm. And she, you know, they... She stayed in rehab for the longest, you know, just trying to get back. In 2012, December 2012, she passed away. But I always remember her because she was so kind to me, and she made me feel at ease. And it was two Judys in the office, so they was like, well, which one are you talking about, the crazy Judy? I said, yeah, that's the one I want. (laughs) (laughs) The one that bites. Yeah, the one that bites. (laughs) Uh, so you beat it, you beat it, you beat it, um, you beat cancer. Uh, from that point on, are you at this point, I, I, I don't know the word is activist, but I'm not going to say that. Is it, you do create awareness at that point, from that point on, oh. as being a survivor. So you're even, survivor, I'm sorry, not activist, survivor. I mean, that's the better even, word. I don't want to say the wrong terms, you know. You become a survivor the day that you're told to me. Mm. You know, some people look at it, you know, after the first treatment, after a year, after, no. Because I've been told that this thing is inside of me that shouldn't be, I want to survive. So I'm a survivor from day one. Mm. Um, how you approach that and walk through it, you know, everybody's battle is different. And I know that's why God left me here twice. You know, I don't, I don't see it any other way. At, when, when you start to... Um... I mean, sorry, when do you start to join, whether it be the walks, whether it be talking about it to people, whether it be telling your story? Because I know at one point you said you wasn't ready. In, in the midst of it, you wasn't ready. So March, some people know you were dealing with it. March 29, 2005, I was diagnosed. And between the surgeries and the treatment, I think I finished everything like the following year, or like a year later. Um, I went to the walk in 2006 for the remaining years that I was here. Now, I didn't necessarily always walk, depending on how I felt, mm-hmm. but I was there. Mm-hmm. Karen came with me a mm-hmm. few times. But, yeah, so you, I always represent. I know that a lot of people don't know what their purpose is in life. Um, mine is to help someone with breast cancer or any type of cancer. But, of course, I'm, I lean towards breast cancer, so I know that's the purpose why God left me here. Um, the second time. Mm-hmm. Well, how how did you feel then? And was it? Well, did you feel worse than the first time? Were you just like, oh my God, not this again? Or they were really two different experiences. Um, the second time, I was still shocked because I had moved up my appointments early because I had just gotten a new job in 2015. So I thought I was just going normal mm-hmm. mammogram, same as usual. Um, and then when the uh, results came back positive again, so I was really shocked. It was earlier this time, first time was stage three, second time was stage one. 
So I felt better about that part. Just a little confused. Um, it was hard enough to lose the first, the left breast, but then I had to start thinking about losing the right one too. Mm-hmm. So I think in hindsight, I wish I'd had both done. But for 44 young, you know, those are your people, so you want your people with you. <laughs> so it, it was different. So the, I only had um, surgery the second time, lumpectomy, uh, no chemo, no radiation. Okay. And since uh, that was 2015, so it's been seven years now. So I'm doing well. Okay. Well, like, you know, I'm always, um, I like what you said about the survivor part, because we often look at survivors as people who didn't succumb to it, but once you got at that point, you surviving. So I do like that. I never heard that. I never heard from that perspective, I don't think, ever. So Because you're always fighting. Cancer is a beast. It can pop up anywhere, anytime. And what my oncologist, Dr. Miriam Atkins, used to tell me, cancer does not care. Hmm. So it can pop anywhere, anytime. But go to your appointments. Anytime you're feeling anything, call, get in the doctor's office. Don't put it off because there's always a chance that it could come back. So I don't walk in that fear. Of course, I'm aware of it. I'm concerned about it from time to time. My oncology appointments make me real nervous. But I ha- you, do, you do what you have to do because you want to stay here. Um, so, um, thank you for, for telling me that and, and just, you know, telling your, telling your story on there. Um, but that, I wanted to do that on purpose. I wanted to purposely talk to you so we can swing it, you know, um, mm-hmm. cause now we all kind of shocked. I mean, I am, I, I don't know if you are, I'm, I'm still shocked. I've been in, I've been in shock since yesterday, you know, <laughs> but, um, so Karen, uh, yes. I know that you, we spoke yesterday for a little bit and you sent uh, me some poems, haikus, you know, like them kind of texts. I should have known something yesterday because she texts like me. We in and out. We don't text often. It's like, huh? And then that's it. But she sent like four or five. I'm like, okay, is she sitting down today or something like that? Is she not busy? And I, when I started reading, I said, I need to sit down as well. This is, this is not something I can just wait till five hours later and respond to. Yeah. Um, so I'll let you, I'll, I'll let you kind of okay. do the talking on here. Yeah, so um, in, in, in June of this year, uh, however many months ago, three, two, I'm not sure. It's ten, it's four months. Yeah, um, middle of June, I got, uh, uh, we're, we're still processing, you know, mom, the loss of mama, right? And so I'm like, well, we're checking, getting everything, getting medical appointments. I usually have all my annual stuff. Uh, on my birthday, which is in July, but I pushed everything forward so we can get uh, checked. And I got the notice in mid-June of an abnormal mammogram. Mm-hmm. And so um, I didn't think anything of it, really. So they said, well, we need to come back and have you to come. Uh, I, I went to my usual you know, medical associates plus. They said, no, we need for you to go to university and I'm like okay well this is serious <laughs> this is this is kind of serious um and they said we see something in the left breast um so we want you to we want to order a biopsy and I was like well that can't be good 
So on, uh, I had my biopsy on the 29th of June. And on the 7th, I was notified somewhere between then and July 7th when I met with my surgical oncologist. You know, I was informed that um, there are cancer cells there. And so we need to, you know, we need to do something about that. Um, it was, it was shocking. I was like, because I don't, I don't get sick. You know, I'm, I'm out here in these streets, you know, fighting goats and things like that. <laughs> and um, I'm like, that's, it's just, it's wild. And uh, so I said, all right, let's, you know, let's do what we got to do. Met with my surgical oncologist, doctor, whose name was Karen. Also. Oh, here we go. Dr. Karen Ye on a, a Friday, July 7th. And like the next week, she passed, she passed away. away. And I'm like, damn, what is, what is this? It's, it was, um, it was, it was, it was just wild. I'm like, what is, like, like, what is happening? Mm-hmm. Um, I talked, I think I, I called you, I think I called you before I told my husband. <laughs> you did, and I was like, well, where is Clarence? You, First of all, you need to get off the phone talking to me. And I was like, this is, you know, ain't that a, ain't this a monkey? You know, I didn't say that. Yeah, yeah, some other words. Yeah, I had some, I had my jazz words for that. <laughs> um, and it's been a, so we, so we, we know that uh, we did some more tests, you know, MRI, and they, they, they spotted something on the right in the MRI, but it wasn't cancerous, right? Um, had to do another biopsy, which is which was not fun. It was not fun at all. But um, I was like, I'm, I am going to this hospital um, more in a month than I've been to any healthcare facility in my entire life. Just you know, test and test and test. Because they, Doctor Ye, wanted to go ahead and knock it out, get it right on out immediately. Um. We had some delays due to, you know, insurance and all that kind of stuff and just, just kind of figuring things out. Um, I've talked to a couple of people, got some advice um, on just how to process it, right? And um, the, the most difficult thing, i got to say this, it, it was... I was like, okay, this sucks, right? This this is terrible. This sucks. But the most the most difficult thing is that my mother's not here. Mm. That was the hardest part. That is that is the hardest part. Like I've I've got people, I've got friends, you know, I've got family, I've got a support system. My siblings are are great, you know. I mean, you know, they are right or whatever. But I've got a, I've got a strong support system. I've got, you know, I'm 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 good, right? Um, but it's still difficult to. I mean, like all of it is, all of it, all of it. Um, figuring out like, and then figuring out like what, what the what my new normal is, because. Okay, pandemic, we had to figure out a new normal, 2020, right? 
uh, earlier this year when mama passed, we got to figure out a new normal. And I'm like, geez, Louise. I was going to use my jazz words. I can't. But, but <laughs> I you haven't even got time to get used to that new normal. But, yeah, it's, it's, um, it's, it, it, it is, that, that's exactly what it is. I have not had it. Because I'm, I'm taking my time, right, with this whole processing thing, processing mama's death, right? Got time, you know, I'm not going to rush anything. I'm going to just let it, let it happen, you know. Um, and then we got this. So I'm like, I, I can't really deal with that because we're here now. It's, um, it's just, it's just um, you know, it's, it's wild. A good it, therapist can help you navigate a good You one. know, and I, um, I need to set it up. I've, I've gotten the approval for that, and I need to just make it call. It works. It works. And my, you know, my, my uh, siblings have suggested that I start, that I talk to somebody when mama pet when she got sick, you know, because you know, they're, they're having some conversations, too. And I was like, ah, you know, I'll get to it. Um, and now I'm like, well, damn. <laughs> I gotta get to it like yeah. right now, so um, and it helps. You know, I, I know that it'll help me to uh, just process and just think about it. You know, I don't have the this person to be objective. Um, they won't just tell me what I want to hear. Uh, something to make me feel good. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward to to that. Well, I, I, when you tell the story just now, I think that um, what, a key takeaway I took from that was that you called her, you know, so so soon, um, and didn't hear her story. I kind of can understand why as well, you know. Yeah. Um, not it's not just no respect anybody who you didn't call, but you kind of see that person as you know. Yeah. You all right? I'm fine. But you see that person as um. Your, your rock, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, they, they're strong, so you want them to be strong because at that time, you kind of deflated, deflated. Yeah. You hear this news, you're devastated, so why not call someone who's been through it already? Right. And, you know, I, I refer to Judy as the OG. Uh, that was what she said when you came in. She said, you're the OG. <laughs> so I bring my, I bring my girl with me. She's the, she's the OG of, uh, of uh, oh, she's the OG breast cancer survivor. Uh, so she's done it a couple times and she's helped help several people through it also to kind of navigate she's she's got a, a friend that she's helping she's going going to an appointment with someone on t- tomorrow so she's a that's <laughs> my mission it. work now that's why yeah, i don't mind she put i enjoy work. it in fact because i know it is hard yeah when yeah. uh yeah, just just you know your state of mind like i know you op- i know you're trying to be open about it at this point now to just mm-hmm. speak and um but what's the what was the idea behind like just just, just just some three months of just telling close friends family and then did you move any differently did you stop working as much did you stop doing as much as you normally do um that's an excellent question i didn't really change i, I did change a couple of things i i paid more attention to my to uh, what I was eating, um, nutrition, I paid a little bit more attention to that. Uh, I was intentional about moving around um, because what I've read is, you know, the recovery is a, the recovery is a bitch, right? So I've been trying to uh, 
Um, I've just been thinking about it differently and trying to, since we, we knew we had a little bit of time, um, I wanted to do as much preparation as possible. And I know that's, can't prepare for it, right? Right, I mean, right. I, the, the challenge has been, like, a, a thing that's just, um, one of the things that, um, I mean, I, I, didn't, I didn't stop working. Um, I didn't change my schedule with the, with the exception of having to go to these appointments all day and every day and all of that. But um, that's uh, um, pretty much, you know, how I handled it. I, I, like I said earlier, I really, I like working. Um, and I didn't want to, I didn't want to tell, I, I, I wasn't ready to talk about it. Um, other than my family and to Judy, um, because I didn't want to have to talk. I didn't. I didn't want to talk about it because I didn't want to have to talk about it. Right. You know. You, does that make sense? No, it makes a lot of sense to me. I don't want to have this conversation like sixty times. So. Was it ever a thing of? Did you feel like if if you said something too soon or too early, people would treat you differently? Yes. Yeah. I, I definitely felt that. Um, and one of the reasons that I wanted to that I wanted to wait another week to get this surgery was because I had stuff that I really needed to. I felt like I really needed to. Do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm supposed. Am I supposed to be nice? No, no. You're supposed okay. to be you. You know, well, you're supposed to be however you are because that that's what's important. I didn't agree with any of that. She prefaced that, so I kind of figured that. When she said it again, I said, oh, that, that, I see now, I see now. And I had to choose my words carefully. <laughs> I said, it appears that you're going at a snail's pace. <laughs> but on the inside, I was saying jazz words. Like, <laughs> you need to go ahead and get this done. So that's yeah. just my little tip. Yeah, and that's, that's kind of what it, what it was. I didn't, you know, I interact with a lot of different people. And I, I didn't want people to feel sorry for me, right? There, there's that. Um, and I also was thinking about how to, how to handle the business. That's really what it was. I, I felt like, you know, going, going into the appointments, there were so many of them. But one thing that one of the nurse navigators told me was that, um, your your job cannot legally discriminate against you because you have a medical issue, and I was like, that's that's nice to know, but I don't have a job. You know, I if I don't work, I don't eat. Mm. That's my thing now, and I believe Judy told me what <laughs> Judy and I almost <laughs> fell out. Um, she told me she she said, you know, you got clearance, but you you're good, you you straight. You know, you don't you don't need money, right? You didn't say that, but that's kind of where she was coming from. Yeah, you're taking you taking care of you 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 you've been taken care of. Um, and I was like, I I got you on that. You're absolutely right. Um, but I'm I'm really big on uh, I had to navigate. I'm really big on agency and the ability to do things independently. Not mm. not not so much. I'm 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 big on independence. True. Too, but the whole agency. I I was like, I I really need to feel like I made this decision, and I feel like I made the best decision. So, um, 
I wanted to do, I wanted to wait another week. Uh, I wanted to wait till the week of October 9th. And, um, and, and so once my doctor told me, he's like, well, I mean, the nurse called and said, well, can't do the week of the ninth. Your plastic surgeon's on vacation, right? Can't do the week of the set, the 16th because we can't get a room, can't get operated. The earliest we'd be able to get to you would be October 27th, right? Mm. And so I'm like, okay, write it up. Sign, you know, sign me up. And she's like, but your surgeon doesn't want to wait that long. So I had all of the things to say, all the thoughts about that. The surgeon doesn't want to wait too long. Okay, well, why must why my uh, why my plastic surgeon got to go on vacation? He canceled his vacation. Put me on. I'm like, you know, <laughs> work around it. That's my first mindset. But then I also think like, you know, everybody's human. So it's like they probably work. Like all day, all day. I don't know. So they probably do need that in order to even do their job. Right. That's not the person you want to be tired. Right. I would, I would right. think. You're right. Okay. Well, when you say it like that, okay. We need them alert at all times. <laughs> <laughs> they gonna be touching and opening things. Yes. <laughs> yes. But then, okay. So I got it. Okay, he got to go on vacation. Cool. You can't free up an operate. You can't free up an OR. Right. Okay. Bump somebody else out of there. Put me in there. That was my. What? What? I, I, you know what? I understand it from an aspect of you know he you're who you are. You know you're cool, right. Karen Gordon. I'm like, but I, now to you're a patient. You know, yeah. That they, that yeah. you can't sing your way to a different a certain date. You know you can't you can't put them on a bill here. Can't sign them up for a gig here. No, that's it. Can't um, can't can't let them borrow your goats. Ain't none of that. You gotta <laughs> you gotta do it how they need you to do it because every patient is. The equally important to them. Yeah, I suppose. Well, Karen got work. It, it can't. It don't. It don't that don't work. I you get know? you that you can't. You can't have it all. I, and I. I get that. Um, it was, but it. It, it kind of goes back to. I mean. I'm. I'm I don't. It's, it's. It's not that I think, or that I thought, that. Um, that my work, is more important than my health. It wasn't that, and I know it. it it sounds like that. It seems that way, but um, I, I have a, a a family member who had a stroke a few years back, and during his recovery, he was saying that um, uh, after after he was fully recovered, he let us know that um, the most difficult part about being in that um, state. Of infirmity, or you know, um, the most important, the thing that he kept thinking about was, can can I, you know, do my thing? Am I going to be able to um, work? Am I going to be able to do what I believe is? Not? <laughs> oh my god! But listen, but but, but if Where if is the one? if my <laughs> if but if my if my the work doesn't make me who I am, right? No. It doesn't. But if it is my purpose, then if I cannot fulfill, if that is my purpose, if I believe that is my purpose, and I can't fulfill my purpose, then what am I doing? Let me, let, me, let me go a little bit further with that, too. It's not just what am I doing, but if I, if I, can't, do, if I can't do the thing that, if, if I can't do the work of the things that bring me joy, then 
what kind of a what kind of a friend am I going to be? What kind of a mother am I going to be? How am I going to relate to my 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 people? If you are not healthy, you are not going to be able to help a goat, your husband, Bobby, me, no one. I, I got so, you. What you do is important. I'm not trying to say it's not. What I'm saying is your priority has to be your health. Um, This is a long time to wait for cancer. Cancer, it grows rapidly. Mm -hmm. So you want to get in there and get those things out. And the sooner you do it, the sooner you can heal, you can be back to work. I, I get your mental um, reasoning behind it. Do I like it? No, ma'am. But it's your life. And once everything happens and you'll start to see different things unfold, angels will be all around you to help you do all of those things, mm-hmm. even your work. Even my goat babies. No, I, 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 do, I do believe that. I, I, I'm not saying that I don't. I'm not saying that I disagree. I just think it's something that is 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 not is not talked about, right? It's it's I think it's 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 it feels like it's the default to say, well, like if I if I say, listen, my my work is 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 is, is hella important to me, and I need to figure out like. Um, how I'm going to be able to do it. I'm going to be able to continue this mission, this purpose, this whatever. Um, the, re- the response is always, well, you can't do it if you're dead. And, I, and I, that's a real truth. You, that's that's true. deep. <laughs> so I, 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 it's funny because I said it to her yesterday when she said something along the lines, and I don't want to say nothing too much, but I do want I think she's trying to say a, a part she said to me yesterday. It made more sense in the text. She said, oh, what if... It's not about the work. What if it's about the role that the work, mission, calling provides you as a person? And my answer, short answer, would be God. Because if he provided for you to have a business, family life, um, social life, whatever, your life, your life's purpose, if he's provided, how old are you? 54. If he's provided for 54 years and you're the beautiful woman that you have and you're so blessed that you never had anything to go wrong in your life before now, mm-hmm. I think he can handle it. I think he can handle 54 beyond. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times, you know, when we process and think, we really don't know at all anyway because as the old saying says, if you want to, see God laugh, make a plan. Mm-hmm. So just like you were planning, I want to do it this time, I want to do it that time. He said, nope, no, <laughs> no. Listen to me. First week in October, we're not going to the 27th. Mm-hmm. So that, that's, and a lot of times we don't listen. We don't want to listen because we want to do what we want to do. Right, right. But you're not in control. You're not in control of this cancer. You, your, your job now is to be obedient, young lady. What do you, what, like, what, how do you tackle 
someone, I'm going to just use her because it's her. What if you tackle if she had what if questions? Like, how do you tackle what if? I know you mentioned earlier, like, trying to shun out a lot of negativity, which I won't say, like, it's a negative thought. I think it's kind of common just for that person to say, well, what if, well, what if? A lot of times, you know, we are, we, we, we are, we are one dimension to someone. So cool. She's a coolness, right? Mm-hmm. And maybe our thought is, what if, what if I'm not that cool after this? What if I'm not cool during this? Like, what if I'm not cool? You'll just be a different kind of cool. That's all. In fact, you have more of a superpower after when you come through, tell your story, people see you and can see the power of miracles and, and what God can do, the power of medicine. Um, what ifs are natural, um, but we have no answers to that because that's not, we're all uh, a sum total of all of our life experiences. We have no idea. I, I didn't think at 44, I thought I was invincible too, actually. You know, I was living my life doing what I want to do when I want to do it, you know. Never really thought about it until something happens and you have to shift yeah and mm-hmm. when you shift it does it's it's not it doesn't feel good but you have to because if you make a decision not to and i have i know someone personally because since i've been doing this life's work of helping mm-hmm. this young woman she doesn't want to have any treatment she doesn't want to do any of the things and she has a child. Um, the child is in college. Um, no. No. I can't. I don't understand it, nor will I ever, why a person, the things and the technology and research and medicines that she has access to now weren't even, they were in the lab somewhere trying to figure it out. Right. I had two types of cancer the first time. One was a very rare cancer that only six people in the world had ever had at that time. So with everything becoming greater, better, she has a better chance than some woman did 30 years ago. Because 30 years ago, you're going to die. You got breast cancer, you're going to die. That just, that's not the case now. Um, like. Like into into I guess from years ago versus today, is it? I'm not. I guess it's not less serious, but is the medicine just that much better now that it's More not as? More women live. God, I wish I had the statistics. More women live now with breast cancer versus dying. Hmm. The hmm. numbers are there. I don't have them at the top of my head. No, it's, it's fine. It's, I take your word for it. It's, they do, and a lot of other cancers too, not just breast cancer, because the medicines are better. But there's nothing to like prevent it though. There's nothing you can do nothing really. Nothing to prevent it, unfortunately. That's that's. I think that's the only thing about cancer that I just it's like it, you just it, you just get it. You don't. It's nothing exactly. you really can do. Exactly. You're just living like, your life. It's not like you <laughs> stumped your toe and. No. I remember she was saying she you ate differently for a minute, but I mean you could eat right and probably still that mm-hmm. you know like 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 before like you can you can eat you could be vegan. I don't know what the term is to be healthy eating, but. Yeah. Whatever the healthy eating is, I don't yeah. do it. But whatever I, the healthy eating is, you know, yeah. Yeah. you can do that and still and still get cancer. It's, the way I see it, it's, it's like a, pesticides mm-hmm. and all the things that are put in animals and the things that they eat. Do I is this scientific? I don't know. 
but that's just the way I feel about it because I think about like my grandparents. Mm-hmm. Um, they lived well into their 80s. They grew their own foods. Um, no commercial fertilizers or anything. And it was different. You know, they didn't have cancer. Like, you didn't hear about cancer like you hear about it now. It's mm-hmm. like you hear about it all. I do all the time. I get calls. I get texts, inbox. Can you help my family member? You know, so that's what I think. I don't know if it's scientific or not. So, is that what you do? Like, I don't know. If I'm, I'm sorry to ask that question that way, but that's what you do now? Like, you just, they, I you retired in okay. uh, last year, last December. But since I've been on my journey, that's, that's what I do from 2005 okay. until now. Every time, if I hear from someone or someone lets me know, that's what I do. Okay, you just help. help. I just help anywhere I, I can. Yes. Um, she fuss too. Oh, I do that too. <laughs> but, do but, that too. So thoughts wise, like uh what are your what are your what are your thoughts for you? My thoughts? Yeah. Um, Just know whatever you say, she be she gonna she's gonna say she something. Gonna, so I want, yeah. I want I want that though, because I think also what we're doing is somebody gonna watch this that ain't said nothing yet that or that may go through it at some point and yeah. this will be a reference to them as well. Or that know somebody that's going through it. and it's something that she's gonna say that that yeah, they can say you know I can take that it's, back to this person. Yeah, it's um, I've my my thoughts and feeling my thoughts and feelings have run the gamut from you know end of end of June to now. I um, I'm optimistic about this thing. I'm 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 ready to get it. I'm ready to you know get it started. Get it happening. And the, I think the the challenge, one of the main challenges, is just that we don't know what to what to expect. So not know. I mean, I kind of know what to expect, but as far as how long the recovery is going to be, um, what's my mental slash emotional state going to be during during that time? Um, but I'm, ex- I'm, you know, I've learned a lot in the past couple of months. Um, but let me let me backtrack real quick because uh-huh. this is what Karen Karen does it sometimes she because we we spoke about things but we didn't I don't know because you said it off I don't know if you want to say it on here but do you want to say what the surgery is or is that something you want oh yeah yes so it's only important because yeah no, we speak cool. about things but they don't know what, what was actually going on so right. I want to make sure right so I have um, and real quick just she said yesterday she was like yeah can I have surgery she said it twice to me. Without telling me nothing she was talking about, I kept saying, why is she throwing the surgery for? I don't know what, what she kept saying. Yeah, because I got surgery. Let's do it this day. I'm like, then it made <laughs> sense. Like, oh, damn. This was, oh, yeah. It was so deep. I um, have a, a mass in my left breast. And so this one definitely needs to be removed. So it's a, a, a mastectomy. Is the, when they, oh, the old time? Mastectomy. Okay. So um, I know this one, this, was, this one was bad. This one was broken. Right, so we got to get rid of it. Um, this one is okay. There's a few little micro calcium particles in there, but there's no evidence of cancer at this point. So I have a, I had a choice to make on um, whether to just have this one removed and leave the other one alone, or to go ahead and have them both removed. Now. Um, this one. <laughs> this Judith. Judy. So, of course, I'm, I'm, I'm calling Judy like, okay, this is what's happening. This is the size of the mass. This is, you know, this cancer cells over here. Nothing over here. I mean, a little something. 
Um, and she immediately said, I'll just go ahead and just do both of them. You may as well. That's probably not the way the conversation went that quickly from zero to 60. That was zero to 100, just now. Yeah. Okay. okay. Um, but have them, have them both done then, you know, for peace of mind, because you don't want to be wondering, you know, is, am I going to develop cancer in my right breast? So um, if I were to do one, then I would have. Um, the left breast removed, then an implant uh, inserted, the plastic surgeon is going to uh, put an implant in, and over the course of however many weeks, they're going to Im- inflate it so, till it gets to the size that I want it to be, that we want it to be. Correct me if I'm saying it, the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, and then, so that's, that's what, and, and then when we get to where we want that to be, then they will take this one down to hopefully match. That was, that was my initial plan. That's, that's what has to happen because we need to get rid of the left, right? So I, made the, I finally came to terms with the decision to do both. Um, I had, I, it took me a while to reach that decision because I felt like um, I'm going to have this perfectly okay um, boob removed because of something that might happen, right? It right. might happen. It mm-hmm. might not. So I'm thinking, you know, I don't want to make, I'm trying to get as much information as possible. I don't want to make a decision like this based on, based on fear of, of what might happen. Mm-hmm. So um, got a little bit more information, talked to a few more people, um, did some reading, and... If I were to just have one breast removed, I'm still going to have to have surgery on the other one anyway. So I've still got to, I've got to get this one taken off and then they're going to reduce this one. So I've got not one surgery, but two, two recoveries and all that. So I'm, um, I made a decision. I think I came back to the decision to, to get both of them done. I've been like back and forth. Like, and she was, yeah, because you were just back and forth a minute ago. We were just talking, and I think she's still like, but it's new. It's, it's yeah. not something you it's, could just. Yeah, and I, I think, I mean, all of, all of it's like, like all of this is new. Like having to be poked and prodded and asked all the questions, you know, tell me your family history. One of the things that, um, that we learned when mama was sick was that we didn't really know very much about our family history, right? Like, um, so as we prepared for the genetics test, they are asking, you know, tell me how many of your uh, siblings, did any of your siblings have cancer? Any of your um, uh, parents, your aunts and uncles, cousins, grandparents? I'm like, I don't, I don't know. Because we don't talk about that, you know. I don't know if that's just a that's black thing. That's very common, though. If that's very if, common. If that's just a black. You know, it's like when do you have those? Here's another thing too. When do you have those conversations? You can't just have a conversation when somebody gets sick. So, um, so yeah. I'm, but I feel I feel good. I feel good about. I'm, I mean, I'm not in love with it. I gotta have. T-Rex arms for a little while. Can't, you know, this is the limit, the limitations of my mobility. I don't love that. 
Um, but, but with this, so what? I guess I'm. I'm just asking. I don't know. What, what's the surgery you're supposed to do? Like afterwards, you're cancer free. Um, oh, let me tell you. I didn't. I didn't say what it was. But what, what I'm having. Uh, I just talked a little bit about my my process. I'm having a bilateral mastectomy, which means both breasts are going to be removed. Um, some big they words. are going to, huh? It's some big words, but go ahead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just learned what it meant uh, a couple of months ago. Um, they'll check my uh, lymph nodes to see if the cancer has spread to them to there, and we'll make decisions about how to pro- how to progress based on the information that they get when they're in there. So. One thing that um, the doctors have said is they can't like say what stage it is until they get it out, right? They yeah. they, they come in and and it's the the placement of my mass or my lump is in a space where they can't just take the lump out, right? Mm-hmm. They can't just take the, the cancer cells out. They don't have enough room around it to um to just take the cancer cells out. So. Um, that's where, to, to your question, will I be, will I immediately be uh, cancer-free? I hope so, to be honest with you. Claim it. Yeah. And um, one of the things that, uh, I mean, just like Judy just, Judy said earlier, that cancer is cancer. And um, you know, my brother asked me this on the phone earlier, you know, what's your chance for recurrence? I was like, I, I don't know. <laughs> was like, he said, did y'all talk about that? I was like, no, we haven't discussed that. Um, I have, um, when, when, when they're doing the, when, when they're doing the surgery, as we get back to talk, talk to the plastic surgeon the week after, and then the oncologist, and then the medical uh, the, the, the surgical oncologist, the cancer surgeon, and then the uh, the cancer doctor, mm. who's um, gonna ha- uh, do the chemo part uh, component. We'll um, we'll know then. You know, I am claiming, I am claiming victory, oh, right? No. Okay, I think I need to say that because Judy over here looking at me sideways. But is that often? Is that is that uh, common to have that that kind of surgery before knowing anything, or is it like? Okay, I don't know. So I'm just asking because I've always I guess thought or assumed that yeah. when when you went to like, to do that kind of surgery, you kind of like knew you already, you already know what they're dealing with um i guess it's different for everybody i'm assuming too i was gonna say case by case depending on the type and the severity of it um and you didn't say that you're uh, or two positive er positive, so you need to say that yeah i heard a lot of things <laughs> i'm trying to make sure i remember i'm triple positive mm-hmm. Right, so that's estrogen, progesterone, and HER2, which whatever HER2 stands for. It's a it's a it's a protein. It is a protein. Okay, so um, her so triple positive. I did. Thank you for sharing that with me because triple positive is a little more aggressive than than HER2 negative. Yeah, what that mean? Like, what is it? I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not. I, I, what, like, what do I mean? When I say true positive, like, 
Um, the growth. Yeah. Okay, like a type, a type. Okay, the cancer. The type of cancer. Okay, okay, and okay, the, okay. And the way it navigates in your body. And that's more aggressive. More aggressive than. Okay. Um, yeah. Which is, I guess, more reason why you probably shouldn't have waited till the twenty seven, like you wanted to do. I did um, see, see. I'm just asking. I'm, I'm not. I'm no, just asking. <laughs> so I've got some. Even when um, we were looking at at this date, um, my surgeon, um, Doctor Mondi, um, let me know that he would prescribe. Uh, he would recommend that I have like an uh, estrogen blocker. Um, estrogen in the body. Help me if I'm wrong. Um, accelerates the growth of cancer cells. Okay. So when I was at my uh, chick doctor a few weeks before all of this, um, she asked me if I wanted hormone replacement therapy. And, <laughs> and I said, yeah, because I was like, so menopause is kicking my ass, right? <laughs> um, so, but you didn't know at the time. Right? I didn't know at the time, but okay. I didn't get. I didn't get it. She didn't. For some reason, I didn't get the prescription. I never picked it up. So glad you did not. <laughs> so yeah, I have yeah. a. I have an estrogen block. I'm taking an estrogen blocker now. That's supposed to kind of keep me, keep uh, things at bay. So um, I don't. But um, I, 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 I wanted to. I wanted to talk to you. Um, I want to come on your platform because I know that I can I can speak freely. Yeah. And I can um and I got my girl with me, even though she's she's uh she's uh she's got some jazz words floating around in her head. <laughs> um but I don't I don't like taking medicine. I don't like it. Um and I, that's something I just it's it's a new normal that I've gotta figure out. Like I enjoy playing with my little goat babies, all of them. I enjoy throwing a newspaper. Um, and so we got to, you know, we got to figure out what that looks like. And you know, not, not for nothing. I, I didn't even know that. I guess I, I guess me not knowing anything either. Because when I was, um, when, I, when the Urban Pro Weekly reached out to me and we spoke and all that stuff, mm-hmm. the whole time I got thinking, I haven't heard from Karen the whole time. Like it was, but not knowing you dealing with oh. what you're dealing with, you know. Yeah, yeah. Because the average person is gonna think, and I'm not saying it didn't happen. They're gonna think, well, it was your choice. Like, oh, she like like Bobby, so she put him on the front. Da da da. Yeah, but I we did. didn't speak the whole time. You know. Yeah, yeah, right, right. So I I had given um, Fred Benjamin is the founder. He you know he and Ben Hassan founded the paper together. Uh, he still does most of the heavy lifting, and so I gave him a list of people that I wanted uh, to feature. Gotcha. And so and uh, our own. Well, I'm glad, cause like I said, I remember wanting to reach out. So let's let's sit down and talk. And I'm glad we didn't do it like I wanted to do it, cause had you said yes, ain't no telling if you would have just spoke, came out and said it, and you know, <laughs> it wouldn't. At least we can kind of mold it here how we want to, you know, talk about it. But uh, what I want to ask you is like, like, like when I ask what's your thoughts, I know you 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 instantly think you know scared or you know what you thinking is gonna happen or beating it. Yeah. But I'm I'm more so thinking about. Like, is your mindset on your health or is it on um, what you mean to, like, the community and things of that nature? Um, like, is that, what, is that, is that more been, important? It's been on both of them, actually. 
um, because I, I, I don't, I'm, you know, I have, I've had, I've had some time to put some things in into place, um, so that the things that are happening are still. I mean, they, I do acknowledge, right, that if I leave here, uh, and when I leave here, the world is going to continue to do things. You know, it's going to keep somebody's going to do something else. Blah blah blah. All those things that I'm doing now, it, I'm not the only one who can do those things. Um. So, I, but I'm thinking about I'm thinking about all of those things. You know, I'm also I am thinking about my my, my little grandbabies. Um, I'm thinking about like one of the things that we 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 talked about siblings and I. The, the, I call them the sibs. Or I call them the people. One of the things that the people um, talked about was you know they asked like, I wonder if Mama knew that she was sick, and and we don't know. We don't know whether, I mean, as sick as she was. We don't know, um, and we've been trying to figure that out. There's no way to figure it out, but now that I'm dealing with this, I I keep that in the back of my mind when it comes to sharing information. Like, I I want to protect my my people, right? My family, my kids, Um, my my friends. I want, you know, I don't want people to worry about me. Right. It's hard for me to ask for help. It just it just is. That's just a reality. Um, but, I'm, you know, I think I've, I've been thinking about all of it. I know you said it's hard uh, to ask for help. Um, and I'm pretty sure a lot of people can agree with that. But it's also even harder for us, you know, people that care about you to not worry about you. Mm. You know. Yeah. It's just hard to not, you know. Yeah. And I don't. Um, and I get it. You, you know, sometimes you you want to withhold it because you feel like people are gonna act differently towards you, whether they start reaching out more. And it's like, damn, you just reached out Tuesday. You know, I used to every <laughs> every other month. Now it's every day. Right. But naturally, that's our body, our mind tells us to do that. You know, and uh, I think one of the. I'm not sure if I've said this since we've been recording, or if I said it to you um, when I got here or on text, or even if I just said it to you in my mind, right? Um, one of the, the, the challenging things to deal with in this situation is people are, are going to ask, what can I do? How can I help? And the reality is, I don't know. I have no idea. Like, what do you, that was the same thing was happening, like, I mean, for some, you know what I'm saying? And I get it, but so embrace every ounce because the littlest of things cooking cleaning running errands taking your kid to baseball practice or whatever it is those things you really shouldn't be doing any of those things until you're back at you know 80 percent strength so you know, in your mind, you're, you know, a planner, organizer. You think about all the things that you do inside your house or all the things you do outside of your house and say, okay, who can help me take care of this? Mm-hmm. Because just temporarily, yeah. it's not forever. This right. is just a temporary thing right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but embrace all the help because some people, when I would go to chemo, would have nobody with them. Mm-hmm. And that would break my heart because I had a posse with me. Yeah, that, if you, that, you say that, that's don't deep have the love, the support around you, and Karen is well loved in her family and her community. 
So you have to open your heart and just step back. No worries, you won't be able to anyway. So you just have to settle it up in your mind. You know, you have no control of any of this. Right. So embrace it because there are some people who don't have any help and no one ever offers. You're mm. blessed. Mm. She has a great family that loves her and she has a community of people who just jump in and say, hey, I got this temporarily. Yeah. And then once you get used to all the love and attention, they're going to go away and you'll never see them. Yeah, I want you got it. Either that or she's going to push them away. I got it now. I'm good. He's like, they need to come back. They were helping me. I was like, yeah. I was talking to um, someone, uh, um, one of our family friends, a, a doctor in her, when I told her, because she helped us with to kind of navigate uh, mama being sick, and uh, her sister is a uh, breast cancer survivor. She had a lumpectomy, and she just um, got a reduction. Lumpectomy one side, reduction the other side. She said one thing to keep in mind is to, of course, take it easy, but even when you start to feel better, you're not better yet. So, I just recently heard about someone doing the same thing. They started to feel really good after mm-hmm. about three weeks. And it turned around so fast, set back. Mm-hmm. So, it takes a long time for your inside to heal. You know, we can cut ourselves and we can see the cut. And then once it grows back together and you feel okay, the thing is, you can't see on the inside of your body. Mm-hmm. So, you gotta, it takes time. It takes time. Try not to go overboard. Your body will tell you once you do and you think you're big and strong, it will knock you down. You don't want that. You want to take you don't every moment. If he says six to eight weeks, make it eight. Okay. Even at six when you're feeling, ooh, you're pretty good. Don't do it. Don't do it. You, the last thing you want to do is be back in the office and on the operating table. Yeah, we don't want that. No, we don't want no parts of that. No parts of that. I, I, I do want your your opinion on, on this, and I'm just uh, say what I told you earlier. Um, so I had a friend who who his mom uh, had passed away from cancer. I don't know what kind, but she passed away from cancer. And then his dad uh, married, remarried, and the stepmom ended up having cancer. She beat it. So then the second time, having like 2011, something like that, she had got it again. And she told him, she said, I'm not fighting this time, right? I'm asking you this because I, 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 can, I can tell what your stance is on, on that, on that, on that uh, phrase and, and, and that gesture. But what do you say to somebody, even if it's not their first time, they're just, just the idea of going through it. It's like, um, it's hard. I don't want to do it. I, I understand. It's hard. Um, you really have to respect people's rights to do what they want to do to their bodies. Um, It's not always ideal. You might not like it, but you don't feel the pain. You don't know about the nauseousness. You don't know about the weight loss. You don't know about standing in a closet and wishing you could put on some clothes that don't even fit you because you're just... Mm. Chemo is very hard. on the body. Uh, in my first marriage, he had cancer twice as well. 
So I've watched it and I did it and I watch it just defeat a person. It's not because of anything that you do or don't do. It's that mentally you're taking those drugs. I don't know if you have heard the term chemo brain. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you can remember things. Sometimes you can't. You want to. You just can't. But cancer is one of the most devastating diseases that anyone could have. And because there are so many improvements, yes, but mentally, and then when you take care of someone who's gone through that, going through that, been through that, your body gets weakened. Your mindset is weakened. Your whole thought process is, you know, you just keep wondering, is this worth everything that I'm doing to try to remain alive? Mm. So it can happen. The people left to deal with that, that is hardest on them. But again, they're not the person who's hurting or struggling or can't get up and go. You, it's, you can't go to, get up and go to the bathroom by yourself. You, you know, those things, humility and, and the things on, inside of you that you wish, you know, it's degrading. I've been able to get up and go to the bathroom by myself for 62 years. Why do I have to ask somebody to come help me now? Yeah. It's, it's not a good feeling. But the other side of that is, I thank God I got somebody that can help me get up and go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of this stuff is all perspective for the most part. Um, no matter how you're looking at it, and whether it's uh, you know you you finding out uh, how you feel about it, um, what you want to do about it, it's all perspective. And I know you said something earlier. Um, you were saying one of the hardest parts about going through this is that um, you don't have your mom here, right, with you, right. And then I know um, we spoke, and you know you got thoughts all over the place. Well, they should do this, should do that, should do that, but the 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 when it comes down to it is there are also people that want you here for if they have to go through something you know mm, okay. not saying you want them to but if they do yeah. and uh you fighting to help you you be here for them you know um whether it's your your kids or your grandkids you know whatever that, that look like um i'm pretty sure like just like your mom what your mom is to you you're that and more to somebody else multiple people probably as well yeah. so the perspective part of it is just, I think it's just looking at it from that aspect and taking yourself out of it, which is hard. Because it's hard to say take yourself out of it and you don't want dealing with it. It's only yourself dealing with it. You know, that's, that's so right. crazy, right? Right. And that's, you know, it was just, it's, it's so, I mean, the, the, there have been many things that have been very difficult about this. Um, whether it is, you know, figuring out how to navigate through the 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 appointments how to have conversations with the doctors and the technicians and um you know the insurance company going through those kinds of things and and essentially essentially learning you know a new language you know i'm having to understand what what these things mean what 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 does it mean um why i need to have why it's important to know about genetics um, how that affects, well, and, and I actually, my genetics test was um, normal and negative. 
So that was good uh, for for the breast cancer team, right? Um, but that's a, it's it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a lot to process. And I've been thinking, um, I've been thinking about what it looks like on the other side. You know, what are some things that? Because I have a, an, another friend who has um, prostate cancer. He's working through that, and he's doing some. Uh, he's starting like a support group or something like that. I'm, I'm wondering about all those those things too. Like, where where is a support group? Right. Who can Pink I talk Magnolias. to? Magnolias. Pete has one. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and are they going to be cool like me? I mean, that's kind of a, that's <laughs> kind of a question. <laughs> you it's know? not too many people going to be cool like you. Though. It's only <laughs> no. one Karen. So, that's cool. Uh, so it's been it, it's been. Um, it's been a lot of that. It, I'm, I'm, st- I'm still, I'm still working, um, and working through this at the same, at the same time. And I, I, I am considering like how, how my family's doing. You know how Clarence and Scooter are processing all of this. Um, I made a decision to share what's happening with Scooter. Scooter's uh, my 14 year old son. And he comes with me to some of my appointments. Um, he, he chooses whether he wants to sit out in the lobby or come back into the exam room with me. So we're being really intentional about, about talking um, because um, we, we, we haven't. We really haven't talked about, you know, health. We talk about um, money, you know, how to, <laughs> save, how to save money, make money. Um, but you know, health and wellness is is um, of the utmost importance, especially in our in our community as well. What, um, if you can, what conversation up until now about um, the findings of the cancer um, has have been the the toughest, or which? Um, I think the 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 toughest part. Is 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 having knowing that we have to remove a, a breast. Um, it's the you know making the decision to remove both of them, even though um, you know my friends try to cheer me up, right? And they're like, oh, you know, don't worry about it. Just it'll be it'll be great. You know, you'll have boob equity. Um, you won't need to wear a bra or anything like that. So that's really exciting for me. Um, so, <laughs> sorry. Well, yeah, yeah, people need to know that. Won't need to wear that. And so um, I found myself going, you know, we were cleaning and we we're purging stuff, moving stuff around in the bedroom um, and going through the closet, right? I had a whole pile of clothes that I was going to get rid of because I can't, you know, can't wear them anymore, can't fit them anymore. And some of those clothes, um, I can do that now because I don't have to worry about it. You know, I have a whole, I'm going to have a whole different situation up here. <laughs> so I'm, ex- I'm excited about that. I just know I got to go through some stuff to get to the other side. So I'm, uh, As far as like, because uh, anybody watches and, and clips we put out, I'm pretty sure they'll, you'll get more uh, phone calls and texts this week. So. I'm pretty sure that'd be a, a week for you to check your phone and things of that nature. But 
Yeah. What um, and I'll probably put this one out first. But I don't know. But what, what is like, if you have it, what's like some do's and don'ts that you don't want? Like now that people may know this, you know, like what's some things that you just rather people refrain from doing? If that'll help you out. That's a great question. I try to ask those every now and then. Like and every that, two, three <laughs> years, I ask really a great, great question. Really great questions. I haven't thought about that. This might be the time to say it, only because I just feel like, you know. The, what are some th- What you what don't are like? some things I don't want people to do? Um, say to you the stupid thing they said to me. You don't yeah, look yeah. good, cancer. Yeah. Um, I don't know. And you know, it's funny because you say that, right? And then I'm thinking about. Me, I, when I when I when you render got the room and I was doing a, a podcast with uh, mm-hmm. Zacchaeus, 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 uh-huh. and and, and Ben Hassan. Yeah, in my mind, I'm thinking about it now, and I'm I'm thinking that I didn't say it aloud. Thank God you said that, I didn't think it aloud, but I was like, yeah, she didn't look, you know, but you, you don't look like it. You don't. Yeah. But I do remember thinking like, she's not talking as much. Yeah. I remember that part, but I just didn't. I just didn't say yeah. nothing. Yeah, I I I had considered. Um, talking about it that that day, um, but I chickened out and I called Zacchaeus. You know, I, and I remember her saying last time she was gonna bring in guests, and I kept saying, "What's this guest stuff she keep doing? This is new." But it was fine because I know how she is. She likes to put people on and and, and give the spotlight to share a spotlight with somebody else. So I was fine with that, but now it makes more sense now. Yeah. yeah, that wouldn't have been that because then I don't know if I'd have been able to do the other interview afterwards. Like I've been thinking about that. Cause even yesterday, I was like, "Oh, it's on my mind all day." I'm like, oh, wow. yeah. You know? And I knew that I needed to tell you. Um, I think I just sat back for a little while. I was like, "Oh, yeah." Just, just so you could um, frame everything. Um, I didn't. I know I didn't give you. I didn't give you much time. No, I don't need. Like, you know, I don't need a lot of time. It's, it's fine, but because mm-hmm. you never know. Like, it's just, it's just raw, raw, and real. You know, but yeah. I want people to watch this to be able to. To, to, it's cool to talk about it. Like, talk about it because you never know what kind of help is out there for you or what, what's out there for you if mm-hmm. somebody catch wind of, hey, this is what this person's going through. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm still thinking about that question you just asked. What do I want people to not do? Because that might, it just might help. You know, it might, might be something particularly like, look, don't, don't call me every single day, but you might want them to call you every day. I don't know. I th- yeah, I think that's, well, I, I know at least for the, um, I'm going to have limited mobility for about two weeks. So I've been told to sit down and not do anything, right? Don't, don't, don't touch nothing. Don't think of nothing. Just sit down and relax. It's going to be longer than two weeks, ma'am. At least, well, I, um, let me rephrase that. Oh, here she go. Let me re- see. All right, exactly. Go. So, I mean, I'm going to have my T-Rex arms for at least two weeks, right? Because I'll, I'll have that. So I won't be able to do anything other than this with my hands. So, and then gradually, gradually I'll come, you know, I'll make it back, you know, to the, make it back outside. But um, that's, uh, I think I just, I, um, oh, I, I mentioned that because I'm not going to be, uh, I'll have my phone, but I'm, I, I don't want to, you know, the, the calls. When, when, when is the surgery? Tuesday. Oh wow! Okay, this is Tuesday. All right. This is, uh, <laughs> Tuesday. When you said time, I'm thinking about for the interview. You mean time for real? You... Oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So I think that's that's it. Um, you know, I, I I don't know. I think it's just because I just don't know what to expect. 
I mean, like I said before, I yeah. know kind of what to expect, but like, yeah. how is that going to? Yeah, and even some of the information, I like to have as much information as possible so I can make um, as informed a decision as possible. Um, a lot, it's been a lot of information, and some of it doesn't make sense right now. It won't make sense until you get in Definitely. it, right? Yeah. So. I'm just really taking things a day, one day at a time, really. So, um, surgery this Tuesday. I'm, I just, I, okay, that's so Tuesday. Oh, wow. Tuesday. Lesson. Matter of fact, um, I've got a 5 a.m., 5 a.m. Tuesday morning is when I have to show up. Oh, when they're saying, uh, I know you said you'll be kind of out of commission or, you know, but what, when you, when you think you'll be like back to like, not, not, not hundred percent, back, back. I know more than two weeks. I know, know what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> probably, I'm, I'm probably, about, two, probably two months, I think. No, I'm talking about when you can pick your phone up again. Like when you oh, I'll pick up, I'll, I'll your say, phone. um, um, a week. I'll, I'll have one. Okay. I'll have it. a good thing, cause, like, cause I, cause I'm thinking about when, you know, putting this out and so. You'll be having your surgery, and people might be texting you, calling you about the stuff, and that's that's oh, fine. You ain't got to really deal with it, right? But when you when you get back to your I phone, get my phone back, I'll be like, I'm not gonna uh, answer. You know, I've, I've uh, hooked up my email. I've got like a vacation. It's on vacation mode. I set that up. Um, I'm asking uh, Judy to handle the Tuesday texts. Um, the, the status. So I'm, I'm trying to work on those kinds of things, but I don't know. I think um, what I want people to do, someone who may be watching this, is to um, get yourself checked. Go to all of your uh, appointments, right? Keep your appointments. Talk to your family. Uh, talk to your family members about your health. I think that's that's uh that's important. Um, yeah. And medical history too. Hmm. That's an and medical history too. Yeah, definitely. Like try to find that out. Hey, that might help. Because mm-hmm. ge- genetics is, you know, th- there are a couple of things that can cause it, or you know, environment is one. Genetics. Um, I think it's a it's a mutation, genetic mutation. Um, so that can be caused by a few things. Um, yeah, just have those have those hard conversations. We've been, I mean, we st- we started having them with Mama. I mean, about about Mama, and we just mm-hmm. continued to have some um, more. I'm not really sure how to word this this question, but I, so I just thought about it just now um, because of the openness and you talking about it, and all right, you're about to have the surgery on Tuesday. Um, and then you'll find out more from there, right? About mm-hmm. how, 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 exactly how serious the cancer is. Right. The breast yeah. cancer it is. Yes. Right? When you find that out, then what? Because now people are going to be invested. Like, and not, and not that they matter yeah. per se, but yeah. do you want people to even ask you, like, hey, what'd you find out? Did you find, like, that's what yeah. I'm even going to ask that. Because we speak about all the stuff and then stuff going to happen. And then yeah. you're going to get your phone back at some point and, you know, I people that watch stuff a week later. Oh, yeah, I seen a clip of, they said you had breast cancer. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, 
think, would you um, want the privacy or you know i um i like i'd like privacy um i i would say at least for like a, a couple of a few weeks you know i plan to be back on the scene in some uh shape form or fashion by um let's say november I think Valentine's Day is fine. I think you kinda, <laughs> I'm with you. I, I think you're kind of moving too fast now. I don't know, not, man. Just take the rest of the year off. The, I'm not saying back on the scene like I'm going to go ahead and get all the all. We the never know what you because you'd be, you be everywhere. But um, but no, I, I uh, yeah, privacy privacy is, is, a, is a good thing. I think it's, um, actually, I, I think that is important as far as, not interfering with recovery, but I don't have any problem not picking up the phone or not answering the <laughs> text. Ooh, you even or not. <laughs> I mean, oh, look, I'm the same way just every day, though. Yeah. Was, <laughs> I'll watch a ring. That phone would have to be in New Zealand before that happens. Right, right, exactly. I mean, especially when I when I feel like I'm. Uh, like it's it, it's too much. I mean, even like when when when, uh, when when Mama passed, we had so many. I got so many messages. Um, once people started to hear that she was uh, either sick. Well, I don't think we really didn't tell many people that she was sick. She was she was in the hospital in and out for all of like fourteen days. Before she passed. So once once the word got out, then um, I my I did a, a quickie response to any of the messages that I responded to you know, who weren't family, and that was thank you, I love you. Thank you, I appreciate it. Thank you. Like, what can I do? I don't I don't know. And I think I I think I I just need for people to be okay with me not knowing. How you can do, do things, you know. When when it's something of this magnitude, and just like when it's, when it's a serious health and just not knowing un, uncertainty and stuff, or even if it's something even bigger than that, where it's it's, it's defined as death or whatever the case may be for somebody else. Yeah. Um, it's always hard to, like to reach out. Like even my when my grandpa, I didn't want people texting me. I was like, don't don't text. Me. Every time I have to say thank you, I feel like I'm I'm thinking about it, you know. Yeah. And I I recently had um somebody. That I work with, and I knew for a long, long time. I don't know what happened, but apparently her nine-year-old son passed away, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, like, you know, I need to reach out. But then also I'm thinking, like, I don't. Because, you know, I, you don't know what, what that's going to do. It could help, but I don't, I don't, it ain't, it ain't going to help. It yeah. no will help me. But at the same time, it's like I, I'm battling with, like, is this person going to feel like, I, you know, you didn't, you didn't care or you wasn't there? Yeah. You know? But I also know when I, how I felt, I didn't want nobody. Right. I didn't want nobody to text me. I, and my phone went, and it's cool because you're going to respond, you know, but it's like I'd, I'd rather not. I was okay with not hearing from people. Yeah, yeah. There's no right way. And yeah, it's no not. the wrong way. It's how you carry it. If you don't want to answer and talk, don't answer and don't talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you feel like, you know, you can, then do. But there's no right way. It's just what your comfort level is. Yeah. And you, and you just... You know, gotta be okay with that. Like, I'm, I'm, I'll be okay with if someone saying, "Hey, I want to, I really want, I really need to do something for you. What is it?" I'm like, um, just, just 
Sit on your hands. Go feed my goats. There you go. Feed the goats. <laughs> but she said something earlier. Maybe you should do that too. Like write it, write everything down that you do. Like think about your days. You mm-hmm. the goats. You know, uh, but everything you do, yeah. and you just have a list. So you might say, "Hey, can I do something for you?" Just look at the list first, and then yeah. just say yes or no from there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, that's all coming. You know, today. I did have a a conversation with my with the sisters yesterday. Um, we were going through the, we, we have a, a, a pre and post-op uh, document I need to share with, you, uh, with some things that need, you know, need to happen, checklists, all that kind of stuff. How are we going to handle meals and all that? Um, and I had said, this, is go, this goes back to letting people help you. Um, and I was like, I, you know, it's already difficult for me to ask excuse me, ask for help. I don't want to ask people for something and they're like, oh, no, no, no. I, I mean, I want to help you. I don't want to help you like that. So I'll be like, okay. <laughs> well, I can guarantee you that you're not going into that. I just think, I, I just think you're so like, loved in the community. I, I, I can see somebody going above and beyond. Yeah. Even if you ask for something that wasn't in their realms of helping, Yeah. I think, they'll, they'll, I think you'll, it'll make it happen. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I told yeah. her to just go ahead and accept it. And then yeah. when they go away, she's going to be mad because it's like, no one's here. You'll get a bunch of support. it's not going to be forever. And I'll tell you, I got to tell you, um, Judy has been looking out for me um, since we found out. She's come, driven down uh, a one million hours on the road, a uh, five-hour five drive. Four three, and a half? Three oh. hours and 15 minutes, but who's counting? Oh, okay. Who's driving that fast? That's what I need to know. Oh, God. We don't oh. want to talk about Okay, never mind. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, but, yeah, um, so Judy's been looking out for me. She has been. If, if we can, because um, I, I want to kind of come to an end, but if we can, can we, um, Can I guess now if you have something different or if you want to say something, but what, can you uh, say something about breast cancer and awareness month and just the importance of getting checked and things like that? I'm going to defer to Judy with that. She's been in the, uh, she's been in the struggle and the fight for quite some time. Yeah, about 18 years. And had I not had, there's been all this discussion, lots of research saying uh, when a woman should or should not have a mammogram. I'm all for it, any and every time. I had no family history, so that wasn't the issue. The issue was the cancer itself. So I am an advocate for mammograms and anything that you can do, the way that you eat, uh, how you present yourself in life. Uh, Since I retired, um, exercising has been my goal, and I do. as much as possible. Walk five miles in the morning, have an afternoon class, I go in at six. I've learned that I love hiking. Never would have dreamed about Mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. But young, old, middle, in between, get your mammy's grand. Get it. Do it. It's worth it. Definitely. And uh, for for you, Karen, anything... um you want to leave the people with as far as um, getting checked and things of that nature? Um, 
I just I just uh, want to just piggyback on what Judy said about getting getting things getting your health checked, getting your mammograms regular for for um, of course mammogram actually and we didn't talk about we didn't mention this but men there are men that have breast cancer yes. as well. Yes. Yeah, I seen that movie one time when I was younger. So, I was very puzzled. I was like eight, so I knew that it was a thing. Yeah. Yeah, I would just say um, take care of your take care of your health. Um, move around a bit. Ex- eat right. Exercise. Um, I did. I asked Doctor Mondi once. I, think I can't remember whether you were in the room. You and Shell were in the room. Um, what do I need to do before um, the surgery? Like what kinds of things do I need to do? Like um, to to prepare. And he said, you know this. Things that your grandma taught you: eat right, exercise, uh, you know, don't let go of your vices, kind of thing. But uh, so those are the, those are the things that I have. Uh, men get checked, the prostate's checked, all of that. In journals, write it down because some things you'll remember, some things you won't. Um, but write it down so that you can share your experience with someone else. You're blessed to be a blessing. So help someone else. I don't think this thing is going away anytime soon. So you want to be able to be in a position to help anyone right. that, that may approach you. And you will. You'll have angels all around to, <laughs> yeah, to help. Uh, and, and I want I want to say just really, really quickly, I wanted to um, record this. I wanted to have this conversation before um, the surgery so I can look back on it. Uh, no, throughout recovery, document the, the, the process to some degree. Well, so. uh, I'm glad you said that because the last question, this is the last question I got for real. I always say that, but it's the last one for real. For real. Okay. It's, it's for you. It's, it's, it's what, like, what plans do you have for once you beat this? Like, what's your plans after that? My plans once I beat this uh, are to continue to be fabulous and continue to make magic. That's an amazing answer. I like that. I like that. <laughs> Only from the cool. Okay. The empress make, of cool. Continue to make magic. I, you know, I, um, whether it's telling the, uh, I, I've, I've thought about that question. I don't have an answer for it. I kind of feel like I should be led to do some advocacy work. I don't know if that's my ministry. Um, it, it feels like the right thing to do, but I don't know. I don't know exactly. Not wrong with that. Yeah. The, the the beauty in the answer is just having an answer. That's mm-hmm. that's all. That that's that's what I'm looking for. I was never about what anybody say about saying something. That's yeah. all. <laughs> yeah. If it was a pause, then I'd be worried, you know. But no, the having yeah. the answers is all that matters. One of those questions. Yeah. You know? Okay. You get it right either way. <laughs> as long as you're <laughs> <Fast>. <laughs> But uh, I did appreciate you know, the conversation, and um, thank you for coming on and, and telling your story as well. Um, I do appreciate it, and and I I've always been big on breast cancer awareness month anyway. So mm-hmm. it's I didn't I never planned nothing, but it's the first time. And I mean, you didn't tell me this was it, but I'm glad it was it. So now I don't have to go looking. I just kind of you know, and it's family, so it's all good. It's the thank you for having me. <laughs> the first the first date for helping me. <laughs> Let me help you. <laughs> thank you. Thank love you. you so much. I love you. <laughs> All right. One well, Master's Podcast. We out. Thank you all again. Thank you. Thank you.
got an audience.